You've landed on the Lonely Diplomat podcast, and wherever you are in the world, from Hanoi to Harare, Havana, Helsinki, and Honiara, and all places in between, welcome. I'm Phil McAuliffe, and I'm the Lonely Diplomat. I work to reconnect diplomats and those living the diplomatic life to themselves and to the world around them. I do this through my website, thelonelydiplomat.com, and on my website, you will find a blog, this podcast, information about my coaching, individual coaching for diplomats and those living the diplomatic life, seminars I give for our employing agencies, webinars on topics such as work-life balance, parenting, and other topics that affect how we live our diplomatic lives. I've got the lounge and information about the friends of the Lonely Diplomat. Now, the Friends of the Lonely Diplomat is something that I have started for my audience where they are in the world. So if you're interested in engaging with my work beyond my blog or beyond this podcast, go along to thelonelydiplomat.com forward slash friends for information about the Friends of the Lonely Diplomat and if there is a chapter where you are in the world. And excitingly, I have published a book. So, The Lonely Diplomat, Reconnecting to Yourself and the World Around You is available on Amazon.com in both paperback and ebook form. So, head along to Amazon to order your copy and it's kind of getting near to the festive season. So, order copies for other people as well and makes the perfect gift. My work is partly funded by some extremely generous financial supporters. I'd like to say thank you to you most sincerely for your generosity. And if you would like to contribute to my work, please go to thelonelydiplomat.com forward slash support for information. While you're at my website, please subscribe and so you never miss a blog post, a podcast episode, and subscribers get discounts on my services. In this 15th episode of the Lonely Diplomat podcast, I'm talking to my friend Kevin Hunting, who wrote a fantastic blog post on being gay and living a diplomatic life, which I published on my website in November 2019. Kevin started the prouddiplomat.com in 2018 and is a resource for LGBTQ diplomats and expats wherever they are in the world to get support and connect through their stories. Check out his site, theprouddiplomat.com. And without further ado, here's my conversation with Kevin. Kevin Hunting from theprouddiplomat.com. Thank you so much for joining us on the on the Lonely Diplomat podcast. Glad to be here. Kevin, you and I, I'm going to say, have the best chats. We've been um, talking for the last few months, doing some collaborative projects uh, on both of our sites. Um, you interviewed me, uh, and it was uh, it appears on your website, theprouddiplomat.com, um, and in awesome uh, symbiosis uh, and, and a fantastic example of how we can raise both uh, each, each other up. Here you are on The Lonely Diplomat. 
I was really pleased, really happy uh, that you shared your thoughts and wisdom and insight with my audience on um, your blog post. How Mm -hmm. was that? How was the process of writing that post for you? I mean, I'd say it was actually quite a cathartic process to go through to take the time to go back to those moments and, and sort of reflect on the dynamic that I have with my my husband and living this diplomatic life. So for me, just going back and sort of getting back in touch with the emotions and feelings that I had in terms of what experiences um, this whole career and this journey has meant for me was it was very cathartic in terms of, of kind of cleansing. So I think, yeah, the overall process for me was just very cleansing in terms of getting it out of my system Mm -hmm. um and then again for me the important piece is hopefully the words that i have written can connect with those individuals who may find themselves on a similar path um and being able to identify with what those experiences were like for myself and in this journey of you know being married to a man um but also you know moving around every three to four years yeah yeah and i think no matter the specific experience of an individual living the diplomatic life, there are so many commonalities. Um, Mm -hmm. And in many instances, we can fixate on our own experience um, or uh, the the experience of um, others who are familiar to us. So Mm -hmm. that... I think is really important because I see time and time again through my work that no matter where we are from, no matter what in in this instance, you know, the, 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 the driver for your post was sexual orientation. No matter mm-hmm. no matter what our personal circumstances, no matter who we work for or what we do when we go to work, Mm -hmm. there are far more elements that unite diplomats and those living the diplomatic life than separate us. Absolutely. when, When we go to work and we might sit on other sides of the table and sit behind different flags or go to receptions and speak different languages and try to muddle our way through um, through social interaction, it's actually stepping up and back and looking at what commonalities are there rather than focusing on potentially political differences, religious differences, any other kind of, of, of difference, different sexualities, um, mm-hmm. and, and realising that the lived experience is part of the human experience. So absolutely. For me that's what really came out of your post was that you know it, it far more far more um, unites us than as a global community than divides us. Agreed. I definitely agree but but I would also say that there are some sensitivities there. Mm that do exist and that there are differences. There are definitely more commonalities than differences, but there there really are differences that do exist that a uh, an individual who may be heterosexual and in a married or coupled relationship will never have to face 
um, in, a, in a certain dynamic, an event, uh, a cultural event, a sit-down dinner, um, because, because you never know where the other person is coming from. You're constantly having to, to read the situation in a way that other, maybe other individuals would never have to, would never have to think. There's no level of, of awareness or consciousness in there because there's no need to. Whereas when you are in a same-sex relationship, you're always trying to read the individual that you may be coming out to time and time again in those, in those types of situations mm-hmm. to understand where they're coming from or how they receive that information. I mean, I recognize I have no control over their, their beliefs. Um, that I, I recognize that I don't have, have no control over anyone's state of mind, their beliefs around my sexual orientation, and nor, I have to admit, I don't really care. Right. Um, I don't really put myself in a position where I'm going to placate someone or feel like I have to educate them about my situation. Mm. But there mm. is... There are those differences where the dynamic that you find yourself in puts you in, in a certain level of awareness and consciousness where you have to think about those types of things. And so, again, it's there are definitely more commonalities. I totally agree with you, but I do think that there are specific situations that you that you manage day to day from not only the cultural side of where you are, but also mm-hmm. more of the people side, the interaction of where you are, mm-hmm. and have to be able to read situations to to be able to hopefully have a a good outcome and in most cases there's always a really positive outcome there's never really an issue but but that doesn't mean that there could never be there that there couldn't yeah yeah i wonder how then when you when you were talking then kevin i I was just thinking like the 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 word other came Mm -hmm. to mind and Going to the similarities, differences uh, point, one of the things that I think is really common about this diplomatic life, whether you're a diplomat or um, accompanying a diplomat, is that in many instances, every time you leave your home country or and, and, mm-hmm. and you know start in a, a new place, you're an other. And that can be really confronting. And, you know, particularly in, in this case, you know, in, in your specific um, uh, lived experience and, and what you've shared through the, um, through the blog in terms of being a gay diplomatic spouse, mm-hmm. um, I think, you know, the, the, the otherness can also apply. And I think we can all acutely... Aff- acutely a feel <laughs> acutely feel that sense of a or a sense of otherness when we start somewhere new and indeed come home at the end of a posting so whether that um uh, uh that that sort of sense of otherness that sense of i don't want to say dispossession but potentially like discombobulation or not really feeling settled um, mm-hmm. uh, in certain situations where, you know, you might be representing a country that might be particularly unpopular on the world stage right now, or, um, you know, has a global reputation that might not be great, or, um, you know, has uh, the reputation of 
I don't know, being rude or abrupt. I don't know. I don't know. But, you know, constantly, as soon as, you know, we, we can open our mouths and say, you know, I'm the person representing blah, we have to overcome um, or the, the perceptions or actually the reality of, um, uh, uh, of, of the other people. So the, 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 the perceptions of other people. In this case, and I want to dig into what you um, in into this specific case now. Um, mm-hmm. And so, sorry, the reason that I said that that other um, is that I feel that the listener who is not in a same sex relationship or doesn't identify as LGBTQ um, mm-hmm. might just be going, well, what's what's okay, what's in this for me? What's in this for me? And I, f- I feel that that's like the, the, you know, getting an understanding, tapping into the feelings of being the other in themselves and, and constantly having to jump over a hurdle uh, in their interactions with, with other people is perhaps a really helpful way to think about it. Um, and I wonder on that hurdle, the, you, you shared in your your post, Kevin, about how you can get frustrated, um, or or you know not necessarily frustrated, but you know here we go again. I have to come out again, mm-hmm. or or not. Can you talk talk to us about that? Yeah, it's you know again, it's a conscious decision in any in any particular um, environment. Again, whether it's a face to face meeting or some sort of a usually cultural event, that it's going into it. I don't I don't really ever stop to think about the fact that you know what I'm married to a man because I'm already very comfortable with who I am in terms yeah. of who I am in my sexuality, and I've been married now for almost over like seven years, so. But the dynamic is always there that you always are coming out to someone continuously when you are presented. You know, with my spouse, when he first introduces me, there is always that awkward moment of of when you're trying to read the situation and sort of the nonverbal and verbal cues that someone may be giving you mm. when you're introduced as, you know, my husband, which, again, most people would be thinking, oh, it's, you know, what they're most accustomed to if they have if they don't have anyone gay in their life or anyone who may be trans or that falls within the LGBTQ spectrum it's right. it can be I think a bit of a shock or there's an awkwardness um, that will ensue or someone doesn't quite know how to respond in terms of just saying what anyone would say which is oh it's nice to meet you how are, you know how are you enjoying this evening or you know how long have you guys been here in the city that we just moved to so there's there's a constant sense of having to come out continuously, which takes a lot of energy. Yeah. Yeah. And then I think on the flip side, I think it also, it can also prohibit, it prohibits meaningful conversation and meaningful connection. If the other person um, is, is in their own sense of fear or discomfort about my sexuality. Yeah. So rather than allowing themselves yeah. to, to let go of their own fear and their own prejudices or whatever and just get to know someone, especially like myself, on a very deeply personal level, there's, there is, there's I think, a factor there where, whereby sometimes 
you're losing out on these amazing connections by not having judgments. And, mm -hmm. and not everyone is judgmental, but certainly there have been cases where there's a very quick, oh, it's nice to meet you, and then the person finds a way to remove themselves from the conversation. Mm. Mm. Sculling their drink and they go, oh, I'm empty. See you later. Um, exactly. Yeah. So it's, to me, that, that to me is the, the part that I think is the most um, probably limiting, but not limiting from my, from my personal sense, just limiting from a human connection sense. Yeah. That yeah. if you would just allow yourself to put aside whatever prejudices you have, there is, then you can find those commonalities that we were speaking about before. But if you're operating from a place of either your own personal fear or misperce misperception or you know, misjudgment, etc., then then right there that they you've already sort of lost the connection there's yep. no connection to be had yeah yeah and and i just one thing that that occurred to me when i read your post kevin um your husband is a mexican diplomat and mm -hmm. you know I, i'm gonna say that his spanish is amazing um and you know far better than i than mine from from a long time ago living in venezuela but my my recollection of Spanish is that it it you know there's there's masculine there's feminine um, nouns uh, and mm -hmm. you know all the verb agreements and the adjectives correspond with uh, not the verb agreements but the ad uh, adjectives correspond with the um, with the gender of the noun in a sentence. I'm getting all very linguistic here, but um, but the, the the Spanish word for husband is esposo, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and for wife is esposa. I wonder, do you ever get, you know, particularly if you, you know, are being introduced or introducing uh, or talking about yourself uh, being um, the husband of that guy over there um, mm -hmm. to people who speak Spanish, in Spanish, do you, do you ever get corrected? It's like, no, no, you mean esposa, not esposo. I've, I've had moments where where someone they may not correct you but they will ask they will ask almost to um, they, they will ask to clarify if it was male or female like the clarification of the gender does come into play with the word itself because they again based on where they're coming from they may have thought I must have misheard what the introduction was, and you said esposo, not esposa. So it's it's more of, I think people will ask for clarification because it does, it's their own, again, misconceptions about, about like, validating that, okay, yeah, what I heard was correct. They, he said husband instead of what would be typically wife. Right. So um, it doesn't happen often, and I, I know I mentioned that in the blog post. Of course, it doesn't happen often, but there's... Just like with anything, again, you, you constantly are looking at trying to read those cues from the other individual to, to really gauge where they're coming from and how comfortable they are mm. um, or uncomfortable mm. they are. Mm. Mm. And it can be exhausting, can't it? it? It can be exhausting because, again, half the time I don't really spend a lot of time thinking about it in the moment. But once it's been said, you, you sort of are waiting for what that person's responses are going to be. And that's when... To me, 
it, it gets it becomes a bit of a downer sometimes if someone just chooses to walk away or they don't really engage more in the conversation in terms of getting to know us or me as a couple or as an individual that's the part that becomes I think problematic in that there's no connection as I stated before you really lack any real connection mm. so it's but but you, you I also know that going into it I I, meaning I, Kevin, as a gay male, um, I already have that level of awareness and consciousness, and that's, that is the difference, is that most people will never have to think about that when they are being introduced. It's, mm. it's um, they can take for granted that they, that, you know what, you can introduce your spouse and no one's going to blink an eye, no one's going to question anything in their own head, yeah. but if you are a sex couple... It, it may be highly likely that that you someone is going to um, that, that someone's going to have that reaction. Yep. Yeah. It occurs to me that the act of coming out mm-hmm. first and foremost, when that that level of self acceptance is reached, where we finally feel that we are okay with being different to societal norms and expectations and admitting that to self requires an enormous amount of courage. Absolutely. And and then it's a completely different thing to, um, to, to sometimes less so sometimes more so to then admit it to others. Uh, and Mm -hmm. and actually coming out. It occurs to me that every time, every time when being uh, uh, an LGBTQ person, diplomat or otherwise, let's look at the human experience here, um, and indeed any kind of other um, as well, requires great courage present progressive tense continually requires great courage to continues to step out to step and 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 to be yourself how do you and and this this is an act of great vulnerability mm-hmm. absolute vulnerability and in those sort of social interactions and and in my mind i've got you know a a, a diplomatic reception uh, in 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 my mind's eye, and and people, you know, in suits, um, you know, potentially, you know, in, in in cocktail dresses or whatever, but you know, eating, you know, hors d'oeuvres and 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 you know, drinking something, um, and and generally standing around and 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 talking. In that in that instance. It is a, an act of great vulnerability because you, me, mm-hmm. are being seen and for someone to, you know, it can go either three ways, right? Um, mm-hmm. Where someone just sort of drains their glass and goes, oh, look, I'm empty. I'm, I'm, I'm off. Um, or, and, and, you know, maybe with a, you know, raised eyebrow scowl on their face going, oh, like, really? Really? Yeah. Um, and then, you know, someone just sort of going, oh, okay, well, let's continue on the conversation or, you know, it potentially pivots the conversation into a similar conversation that we're having now. 
where Absolutely. it becomes like the conversation feels like it gets hijacked by, you know, something that you're very comfortable with that, you know, I'm very comfortable with and, and, you know, turns into a conversation about that. Mm-hmm. That, Kevin, I have to say, you know, is such an act of ongoing courage to be, to show up and continually be vulnerable and determine, is this a situation where I can be vulnerable? How does that, how does that sit with you? What are your thoughts on that? You're, you're right in that for me, I, you know, the act of courage, as, as you just described it, the idea that you are constantly um, in being who you are, it's an act of courage because A, you're first, you're being true to yourself, which is the most important piece. Um, but again, B, we live in a society where, you know, a lot of people have their own individual prejudices, whether it be sexual orientation, gender identity, you know, race. I mean, there's there's so many variables that you yeah. could layer on there in terms of, you know, what becomes other. But I do feel, I think the courageousness that, that I've seen also with individuals who are even stepping out further in terms of who they are in, in living, living who they are every single day of their lives is what is what is what's moving this whole conversation and this whole level of awareness yeah. forward yep. um, in terms of of challenging people's own beliefs and prejudices so right. that to me is where the real um, power is I guess from that again by being courageous is very powerful in that it has the ability to change someone's mindset or prejudices yeah but but getting there is is a process and it's not the same i mean i you know i had a very easy coming out story unlike many many other people have not um and so again i, I think every everyone's individual story is critical mm. Mm. but that everyone's story the collective of all of those stories and people living their own individual truths is what as has taken us from you know 40 years ago to fighting for basic basic human rights to in many countries yeah living out and proud and and having same-sex marriage but you know there's still a, a long ways to go so i mean i i would say i tilt my i you know i have so much humility and and for those individuals yeah who are are living courageously every single day of their life regardless of what other people may think or believe or, or et cetera. So yeah. to me, that's. Yeah. You raised just the, 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 the topic of the, the, the power of the stories of the individuals. And this is actually a cornerstone um, of your work at the proudiplomat.com where, you know, the, the authentic uh, taking ownership and connecting through those individual stories um, actually is one of um, the, 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 the the driving forces um, and and one of your your central themes of 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 <laughs> of can't talk properly of your work. What what prompted you to then to start the the proud diplomat? It seriously it it was as basic as I started when I started this journey and we were on our first post together. It just, it dawned on me 
that that I realized that there's very very limited information out there mm-hmm. about the LGBTQ diplomatic and expat community. That um, and to me, recognizing the power of individual stories that that it can have to connect and build bridges and bring people together. Uh, that t- you know, telling those personal stories was really. I recognize there was power in that in terms of trying to create connections and building bridges and support in a community that needs it and mm-hmm. that there was really just a lot of a lack of information. There wasn't a lot out there that I found that I could recognize myself in. So I thought, you know what, I need to do this and, and I launched The Proud Diplomat. And that's how I found you, actually. Um, and and is, yeah, is, is, is a Google search. Um, and uh, so, yeah, listeners, it was kind of, um, I, I, I looked at, at Kevin's website and uh, I saw, you know, a pretty slick video, I have to say. I was like, ooh, how could I do that? <laughs> <laughs> but... Um, video. Yeah, that, that, that video is pretty cool. Uh, like, uh, and, and listeners, I would understand if you press pause now and just go to prouddiplomat.com. <laughs> um, uh, um, and and theprouddiplomat.com uh, and and have a look like this this video is a thing of beauty there's like multiple cameras uh, uh, and camera angles uh, and uh, he, he you know just knows what he's talking about it's, it's pretty pretty slick but I reached out to you didn't I and and said mm-hmm. you know I, I think what you're doing is fantastic um, let's have a, you know a bit of a, a, a chat. And then listeners, Kevin took about two months to respond to me. Um, no. <laughs> but ever since then, um, and, and it's been an absolute delight to... Kevin and I have, have these chats um, that go on for about an hour and a half, two hours every few weeks, solving the problems of the world, creating new problems for ourselves to solve. Um, but uh, we are... Um, uh, we, we approach the issues of living this diplomatic life in a very similar way. So um, it is just, it's fantastic um, from both a professional perspective and a personal perspective um, to work closely with with Kevin. Um, And particularly around um, the, uh, uh, the, 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 I guess this can be quite lonely working um working on these i don't want to say passion projects um but you know where we've where we've each found uh you know experienced a challenge and Mm -hmm. thought you know what i've got the skills tools and the opportunity to do something uh about this i want to get onto loneliness in just a minute but what's 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 the ongoing focus then for the proud diplomat for me the piece that I, the nut that I really have not been able to crack at this point, has been the idea of trying to create a global community, and mm. so a platform of support where individuals can come together um, and elicit support from one another based on whatever their situation may be. It could be how they're adjusting to living in a, a new city, um, or you know what to do in Rome if that's where they are. But it's or and also supporting each other emotionally when it comes to the challenges and the unique challenges that the community faces yeah. um, on the global platform. But more importantly, the, 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 the real essence of the project is always going to be focused around really the personal stories. So, you know, if anyone's out there listening, 
Um, you know, I'm not doing a marketing pitch, but feel free to reach out to me because um, it, it be, it's always great to tell your story because your story is so important. And as I mentioned in earlier, could be so powerful in yeah. terms of the impact it could have on someone else's life, not yeah. not my life, but but another fellow member of the community who who may be out there that needs to hear what you have to say. Yep, I could not agree more. And I'm gonna I'm gonna say that you know uh, I'm gonna pick you up in the language there, Kevin. Uh, you know, if someone's listening, I hope someone's bloody listening. Um, like. <laughs> This, this, I don't know. We could probably get rid of of, of this recording equipment if no one's listening, but uh, and and just have a great chat. Um, but uh, I'm going to say that this is going to uh, be a very popular episode, um, simply because um, the power of our individual networks and sharing um, sharing this through social media is is going to reach uh, a lot of people and i know i know that um that there is someone listening somewhere in the world mm-hmm. uh irrespective of which country they work for uh whatever their role is at work who is thinking oh you know um who who may know or suspect that they are on the LGBTQ spectrum somewhere, somehow, even just a little bit or a whole lot, but can't, can't for a variety of reasons step out. Um, and I have to say that your um, your website is a great place to start if they find themselves living this diplomatic life and in that situation. Um because it's hard. I know it's hard to go through this when you're not at home. Absolutely. And and you know what? At the end of it, the message too that I would put in there is you deserve you deserve to celebrate who you are and be true to who you are. And yep. and getting there and getting there is the not the, is not is the not so easy part. That is the hard part, but but you deserve it. So mm. uh, you know you should know that you have two resources, whether it be the lonely diplomat or the proud diplomat. You you have a space and a platform and individuals that you can connect with that that are here. Yeah. Period. Yeah. Yeah. And and it goes to you know one of my mantras. Uh, I'm not quite sure it's a mantra, but I say this all the time. You deserve you. Exactly. I deserve to be me, and the world needs me to be me. Absolutely. Um, And you, listener, if you find yourself in this situation, you deserve you, and the world needs you to be you. Um, Mm -hmm. And the challenge, the difficulty, the piece of, like, I don't know, like, (laughs) I was... Like it's it, it's really hard. It's frankly shit to um, to to go through that reckoning, um, mm-hmm. and um, it, it's it's hard. It's confronting. It's um, uh, and and also it can be amazing um, because we can by speaking our truth by mm-hmm. by coming out. 
in terms of uh, sexuality, by coming out, we allow people to step forward and to love us as we are, not the people that we have been pretending to be for a very long time. Mm-hmm. So I feel that that's, um, and, and that's at once terrifying, uh, absolutely terrifying, uh, cripplingly terrifying, um, but knowing that you are loved and supported and accepted for being 100% you is indescribable. Mm-hmm. Um, but as we've talked about, it does require a bucket load of courage and continuing continual topping up of the bucket of courage um, as well to, to live authentically and genuinely um, uh, as, as, um, as a gay man, as a lesbian woman, as bi, as trans, as queer, um, you know, wherever you fall on the spectrum. Um, I want to, Kevin, just step back a moment. I kind of, um, introduced this question, uh, a bit, bit early, but Mm -hmm. where you, um, talked about the, your experience with loneliness and that was a really Mm. powerful part of your um your blog where you did say that yep you know and and i've never seen a graph uh like uh, a a loneliness graph i i love that i really do (laughs) i'm gonna have to try i'm gonna not to try i'm gonna have to see if i can use it for myself (laughs) um but um Listeners, if you haven't seen it, go to the to the blog and and have a look at Kev, uh, Kevin's graph. Uh, it's it's fantastic. But over the course of your four postings, um, uh, each in the US, but you've mapped, you've charted out your uh, um, like the the loneliness graph. How how do you recognise when you're lonely, and how does loneliness manifest itself in you? I think it's very individualistic, the, the, the notion of how loneliness can feel and, and what that means to, to each individual. But my experience, really, my loneliness stemmed from the fact that, one, I, I was on a continuously new path in terms of trying to manage my professional life. So every time I would have to move, it was a disruption constantly. There's just the constant disruption of trying to manage my professional life uh, was created moments of loneliness for me because I am a person who, you know, is purposeful and enjoys working and applying myself. So so having a lot of that downtime really resulted in me um, feeling disconnected and disconnected in the sense that I didn't have a lot of interaction. And when I say human interaction, I mean that there's different levels of human interaction. You know, one is just saying hello or goodbye or greeting someone when you're in a situation. But I think there are more intimate levels of interaction where you're truly engaging with someone. Um, And to me, it was that level of connection or disconnection that made me feel lonely is that you just literally... Well, I was having very superficial conversations in interaction, which to me... That's yeah. me feeling a little bit lonely. Um, 
so to me, that's where most of my loneliness, I would say, stemmed from. And then I think secondly, the second piece that I, I mentioned was really the absence of that the professional piece led to also a, that that absence of having real connections with my friends. So again, not having any close friendships is is also something that created that vacuum and made me feel very, very lonely. Right. Um, I spent most of my time every day by myself while my husband goes off to work and there I was left every day sort of alone mm-hmm. in that vacuum of having real meaningful connections with other with other people and right. so that to me is where my loneliness stemmed from again there are ways that I was able to manage it in terms of putting myself out there but but it's it's again always starting anew every two three years and the same process really begins again yeah and i've gotten better at it. i've gotten a lot better that's why you will see in my graph if you go to that blog post um that after the first after that first post i i was able to sort of find a rhythm and a a, a process that worked for me yeah. in terms of the transition in in trying to make and find those connections that are so important so right. Yeah. That's, but that's what I would say most of my loneliness stem from. But, I mean, loneliness can take on so many forms, I think, in someone's life. I mean, you can still be surrounded by tons of people and perhaps feel lonely, yeah. which is interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's me, listener, putting my hand up. Um, and I, I, in episode 14, so the one previous to this episode, I, I shared my thoughts on, on loneliness and how there are three pillars of connection which is the antidote to loneliness um Mm. and without all three um you know in in place um the the connection structure uh can can topple so you know the the three pillars being connection to self like knowing who you are and accepting who you are Indeed, mm-hmm. both the public face of who you are and the private um, component of who you are. And for many uh, of us, the um, private component of who we are that we don't want to show to the world can actually be our sexual orientation. Um, mm-hmm. You know, to, to bring it back immediately to, to this topic. Secondly, um, and Kevin, I dare say in your uh, situation it was connection with others that was mm-hmm. and 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 connection with um with where you are that was missing um or that wasn't that was either missing or mm-hmm. needed needed some some work um some uh others might feel absolutely connected to themselves connected to other people in their lives but not at all be where they are in the world um and uh that um, you know to to have all three pillars strong um, and uh, and 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 all hold up that connection, the building of connection. But loneliness can feel awful, and and it kind of, as you said, Kevin, you know, we we each experience loneliness in lots of different ways, um, even within ourselves. So of the seven and seven and whatever billion people in the world, we can each like there's no one way that we all experience loneliness. And this is this is the the amazing part of the human condition. But loneliness can be
be experienced how you have experienced it and, and you know, how now you, you, you manage it, which is the absence of others in your life. Like, I'm mm-hmm. going to say, Kevin, like, you come across as pretty connected to yourself. Um, I'm, I'm, I think I'm really connected to myself, but one other thing, to, I think, to add here, too, is in, in this process of lonely, of my, my loneliness and where it was stemming from, I think there's also another layer too where it's not necessarily maybe loneliness, but it gets misinterpreted as perhaps loneliness is also maybe discontent or not unhappiness, but maybe a lack of joy in mm. what you're actually doing when you're in those new posts. And I mean that again, more from a career standpoint that a lot of times it's, um, the types of jobs that you may be able to assume or take on might just be a job. Yep. Yeah. It, yeah. It's something might that's just filling be a the job. Time. Yeah. Mm. It's filling time and you're getting paid for it. But I know for me, especially, and this took four different posts to, to finally get to a place where, um, I guess by, by certain circumstances that I've been able to get more clarity from myself around, um, trying to manage a career versus just managing a job and looking for a job in each new area that I was, I was local. Mm. And so I think there is a component there, at least for me on an individual level, where that in itself was creating some discontent, discontent as well. Um, because for me, it was just, you know what, I'm building my day working eight to, to six every single day and I get paid for it, but I'm not exactly not fulfilled in the sense that it was just a job. It wasn't something that I I felt that I was getting any real joy or inspiration or motivation out of other than getting paid for it. And, and so just now moving to Miami, I've been, this is the fourth post that we've been together. I feel like that clarity has now, I've now gained that clarity and it was through numerous discussions, not only with you, but also the discussions that I had with some individuals locally Mm -hmm. here in Miami that have now put me on a different path um, that have, have put me on a different path where I, I feel like for the first time I'm energized. So I think, I think in thinking about other individuals and who are experiencing this, this diplomatic life, there is an element of, um, I, I thought funny, I had given up on the, the idea is I had given up on having a career. Mm. And I think it's really, really critical for the audience to understand that, you don't necessarily have to, um, and you shouldn't just because your spouse, um, you know, is working, you know, at the embassy or a consulate or wherever, um, that you have to sideline who you are and who you want to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That just broke up a little bit, but I think um, uh, Kevin just said you don't have to sideline who you are and who you want to be, um, and he's nodding. And I and I was doing that. I yeah. can tell you, I was. I don't think I was. Consciously, I mean, it probably was subconscious, but consciously I wasn't aware that that's what I was doing, again, until I was having some meaningful conversations with you, Phil, some conversations, again, locally, where I recognized that I was sort of, I was, I had limited my own self to to sit in a box that I had created that I didn't need to, that I, they, I had more power and possibility than I was giving myself. Yeah, yeah, and... I, I, I just think that's 
absolutely fantastic. It was like this light came on in you, Kevin, I have to say, um, when, when you realize it's like, you know, as you say, I have put myself in a box of my own creation. Um, absolutely. and you know, if it's in my power to put myself in a box, uh, of my own creation, I can remove myself from this box of my own creation and create something else. Correct. So I just want to put that message out there to to hopefully reach those individuals. And this doesn't, again, have this transcends anything about um, otherness or anything Mm. that you don't have to do that. Um, And hopefully you're not in that place, you know, because that, again, that creates a lot of can create a lot of friction in your relationship, a lot of resentment, anger, um, frustration, and that's how it will manifest itself because that's how it it did manifest itself in in my relationship. Yeah. So, yeah, and and I think that that kind of a a connection to purpose, mm-hmm. which for many diplomats actually really resonates because you know the work that we do and and that we can do. Um, you know, it can't be done anywhere else. And if similar work was being done in the private sector, it could be done for more financial reward. But there is something, there is something um, uh, uh, indescribable when you are working towards a higher purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, for your country's good relationships internationally um, or your multilateral institutions, um, you know, relationships with lots of countries. Um, that connection to purpose um, is critical no matter what we're doing. Public, private sector, um, you know, as a startup entrepreneur, um, you know, for, you know, theprouddiplomat.com or thelonelydiplomat.com, really having that purpose in what you're doing can help on, as you say, Kevin, you know, that eight to six uh, treadmill um, where, uh, you know, you, you're bringing in, you know, some money, um, but, you know, really at, at what cost? At what cost? So that, I have to say, is really like, thank you for sharing that, Kevin, because it is... Um, recognizing that that feeling of discontent as you say or disconnection from purpose or just that sense of general ennui or you know potentially itchy feet um you know wanting radical changes um you know can actually stem from disconnection um, feeling mm-hmm. lonely. And one thing that I would want to say here is that, you know, if you find that you're hustling, that you're hustling for acceptance from others in your life, you're hustling for attention um, from others in your life, that could be, could, read could for actually is, a very big clue that you are lonely or could be lonely and it's worth dipping into wading into that pool um with some self-kindness and some self-honesty um particularly as um you know the 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 hustle for acceptance the hustle for approval from others 
can lead us out of you know integrity with ourselves um, and disconnect with ourselves that got rather deep there um and and you know potentially you know not potentially a little off topic but listener this is the kind of conversation that kevin and i have regularly um so thank you dr mccullough for your for your valuable insight that's that's an honorary doctorate listener from the university of miami um it seems uh that kevin does not work for um but I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll 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 wear the the academic gown and and the scrolled up piece of paper. <laughs> but um, I'm going to put that on LinkedIn as as some post nominals. Um, you should. Yeah. You should put it in your credentials, Doctor McAuliffe. Yeah. Yeah. No. I th- I, th- I think I think that's going to going to because Doctor Phil's already taken. I can't have that. Right. No. 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 Yeah. That, that that would be that would be wrong. Um, Kevin what's what's next what's next for you what's next for, definitely well i can tell you what's next for me because it's exciting um of course phil is is already on this path but um i have i will be hopefully completing my certification as a professional coach by may of 2020 i just started a program mm-hmm. um it's exciting, and and with that will come hopefully the launch of a whole new coaching practice. Um, it actually it won't. It will. It it will. Um, it will result in the launch of my you know my own personal coaching practice. And I don't think that this would necessarily change, but my focus will really run in, in alignment with the proud diplomat, which yeah. will be to hopefully serve um, members of the LGBTQ community in terms of. Um, whether they're it's personal growth and development they're looking for or or, or prof- like professional coaching. So either those are the two areas that I see myself playing in. Um, again, more to come on when the launch of, of the, the site and, the, and all of that will, will be happening. But um, I'm excited about it. I, I think for the first time I'm excited in, in, in so many ways about wanting to serve this community and having already served hopefully some members of the community through the proud diplomat. Mm. Mm. Um, I look forward to just continuing, continuing down that path of giving back and making a difference. Yep. I can, I can say, uh, uh, you, well, you did say, hopefully have made a difference, uh, to some in the community and you've made a difference to me. So there's something, um, thank you. And, uh, no, 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 thank you. And, um, and, the I'm I'm really excited uh, to see what's next for you, Kevin, because I know that you are, uh, as you say, you know, have taken the first steps into uh, um, growing, potentially growing the proud diplomat some more. Starting, uh, mm-hmm. as you say, you know, your your coaching, um, your coaching business. Uh, and and I look forward to many 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 more weeks months years uh, of, uh, of, of 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 collaborating and working together. I think I think what you're doing is absolutely fantastic. And I want to thank you. You know, I want to thank you sincerely and very um, with with great appreciation for. Uh, the the work and sharing part of your story with the readers and listeners of the Lonely Diplomat. 
No, I thank you. I appreciate it. Um, like to put in a plug for for obviously Phil here and, and say that you know thanks to you and the conversations that I had when I first got here to Miami, um, it really helped shaped you know shaped in concrete really concrete the idea that I had in my head to go down this path of of being a professional coach. So again, thank you for everything you've done. And, and I look forward, actually, I really do look forward to all the, the future collaborations. I know, um, well, I don't want to give anyone our, our, our own ideas, but I do have this idea. Um, I'm going to put it out there as a, as a vision, perhaps, and maybe in the future that, you know, maybe it, it might be worthwhile to develop some sort of a workshop um, that would that between a collaboration between us, perhaps I think that focuses on members of the LGBTQ community. I think it could be really cool to come up with something that 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 would help to um, that would benefit the benefit the community, benefit yep. these people in, in general. So yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I know it's an idea, and we talked about it, but I'm putting it out there to see if anybody else what they think. You should say yes. This is great. We need it. And I want to see your comments or your your responses. Yeah, yeah. I I, I I think this this is really 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 exciting because there's such power in owning our stories and uh, and and showing up in the world um, as as authentically ourselves. So, Kevin Hunting. Until our next chat, thank you so much for joining us on the Lonely Diplomat podcast today. Thank you. I want to say thank you to the ever awesome Kevin Hunting for talking with us on this episode of the Lonely Diplomat podcast. Be sure to go and check out Kevin's work at theprouddiplomat.com and he's also on social media. If you have any questions or feedback about this episode or any other podcast episodes or about my work in general, please send me an email admin at thelonelydiplomat.com. If you like my work, please give it a rating on the service through which you're now listening. Also, subscribe to the podcast on the service through which you're now listening so you don't miss any other episodes. If you like my content, please tell a friend. If you feel that I can improve on it or you would like to suggest something to me, please tell me. If you found value in this episode, please consider going to thelonelydiplomat.com forward slash support and providing some financial support either through a one-off or a monthly donation that really helps me continue my work. It does sound like you're getting ready to go. So until next time, be awesomely, humanly and fabulously you because the world needs more you. All views expressed in this episode are my own and all sounds are freeware in the public domain. Thanks for listening.